Hi, my happy enders. You guys did it. We got through another week. Uh, yay! And this week on the episode, I have Yorsi Thomas. Yorsi Thomas is a paid regular at the Comedy Store. He's written some things. He's been in some things. Um, it was really interesting. I massaged him in the green room at the main room on just my chair. And he was like, yeah, you've got. I've got to get on your table. So it was really cool. And we just talk about the Comedy Store, comedy, kids. We just kind of get into life. It was really interesting. Interesting. I hope you guys enjoy. Please like, clip, click, subscribe, comment, uh, send an email to joyshappyendings at gmail.com. And once again, thank you, Care by Design, for your Care by Design lotion. Also, check out Absolute Extract for all your THC needs and enjoy. Get undressed, get under the sheets. Your emperor tree. No, I promise this is not a dream. It's just a happy ending with Joy Eileen. All right, you ready for this? I'm ready. We are all set. Todd's walking in. <laughs> all right, do you want to introduce yourself? Sure. Let me know when you're ready. You're ready. Go oh, ahead. you want me to move this chain out my, out my face? No, you're fine. Okay. Unless you want to. I don't think so. Okay. There you go. Hey, what's up? I'm Yorsi. Yorsi Thomas, stand-up comedian, comedy store regular. Whoop, whoop. I know, I just walked by your name. Oh, you did? <laughs> wow, it feels great already. Good. Have you ever had a massage? I had a massage Quite a few times, actually. Okay. It's funny how many people haven't. Well, I've had massage done because of being involved in car accidents. Ooh, okay. So you gotta go to the chiropractor. Yes, that's where I work. Uh, and um, I think most chiropractors are pretty <laughs> shitty. <laughs> <laughs> I will not disagree with you on that one. Um, I think... Uh, Especially when you're involved in an accident. I think they're just pretty much there just to get the money. And payday. Yeah. They don't focus really on your problems. You know, like um, my last accident I had, I told them that the pain was mostly on my left side, on the upper part where you just touched right now. Uh-huh. And, um, but they would just focus on my right side. I'm like, you're in the wrong area, you know? Right. Get kind of annoyed when I try to tell them where I would like for them to focus on. Uh huh. So I find that to be an issue with some chiropractors. Now, how many accidents have you been in? Uh, oh shit! Am I allowed to discuss? No. <laughs> I've been in like maybe three. Oh, psh, that's baby numbers. I've been in what? like eight. Eight. Uh huh. You should, have, you should have a mention up in the hills somewhere. <laughs> my best friend did not know how to drive in high school. Oh, my God. So was your best friend running into everyone? She just, yeah, we got in a shit ton of accidents. But I will say I was the one who flipped and totaled her car. Like, I killed the car. What? Yeah. When I was 19, I flipped her car. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. That's scary. It was terrifying. What did you do? It, I wasn't speeding. We were on a pitch black country road and the asphalt 
was really thick okay. and there was no white line to tell you where the road ended and the, the dirt started. Mm -hmm. And my tires went off the asphalt and I couldn't get it back on because it was so thick. So I overcorrected, got the car back on the road and then we started fishtailing. And then I got the fishtail under control and then we went up a small hill, took out a power pole and then finally landed. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that was... <laughs> sound like some Dukes of Hazzard shit. It was insane. Like, <laughs> and then you don't think about it, but when you release your seatbelt, your ass falls right. head first right. <laughs> towards okay. the ground. Yeah. Well, wow. So did you have back issues during that? No, I have neck issues more mm. because when we were cr when we were crashing, I put my left hand on the steering wheel at the top of it, yeah. so the seat belt went right here, and I grabbed her with my right hand and pulled her down. Oh my gosh. Which was good because we landed on her side. It went this way and yeah. this way. Like she had to crawl out my side to get out. Right. So the seat belt did a number. They thought I broke my neck and I had to be strapped to a stretcher. It was, it was fun times. <laughs> I remember uh, I was involved in like a joyride okay. situation. And I've never driven before. And uh, the guy who was driving, he stole a car, of course, but oh, shit. he goes, hey man, you want to drive? I'm like, uh, no, because I don't know how to drive. He says, oh man, it's easy, man. I'll just take you to a spot where, you know, you could just get behind and just, just, you know, drive without, you know, hitting anybody or anything. I'm like, okay, well, cool. And so we get to this, like, this dirt road, but there's, like, homes on the side of this dirt road, right? The, okay. back, the back of homes. So he, he goes, go ahead, man, get in the driver's seat. So I get in the driver's seat. He goes, uh, look, man, just step on the gas and floor it. I was like, oh, fuck. Are you sure? He said, yeah, man, just, just step on it real fast and just hold it, you know? And that's what I did. I stepped on the gas and, man, I must have got so scared and the car just went out of control. Ugh. And, like, I, like, I must have hit a hill or something and just went flying through the back of somebody's backyard. Oh, shit. <laughs> How old were you? I was, like, maybe 13. Fuck. And uh, man, we just jumped out of the car and ran, but somehow that guy knew it was me. Really? Yeah. yeah. Showed up at my house, and like two days later, I told my grandmother, and uh, I got in big trouble behind that. But Did you tell him that you weren't the one that stole it, though? Uh, well, there's a thing, there's a code to the streets, you don't snitch. Okay. I think he probably snitched on me, the guy, you know? How did he find me? Yeah, I kind of, yeah. But at the time, I just didn't think about that. I just knew, you know, I wasn't supposed to snitch on anybody. Did you guys have to pay anything for the store? Um, I started making payments because I had a summer job. And my grandmother was making me pay him. Okay. But, um, but, you know, I don't think I've ever got around with paying it all off, you know? Right. <laughs> but I got into other troubles and... But, you know, I was, a, I was a reckless teenager. Were you? I was. I was, uh, I was locked up a lot. Really? Yeah. Uh, okay. And, uh, you know, but I think I'm, I'm, I'm happier that I went through it at a younger age. I guess. As opposed to going through it as an adult, you know? Right. But I was more of a petty criminal. You know, just 
ripping and running the streets, uh, being a rebel, disobedient, you know, not listening to my parents. But um, it caught up to me when I was a juvenile. You know, I think I got in trouble like maybe once or twice as an adult. Okay. Not enough to go to prison. Okay. Hey, I didn't know that, did you? I didn't. <laughs> I honestly wouldn't. It wouldn't, yeah, that's something I wouldn't have expected. Because, um, I don't know, you're just a comedian, <laughs> you know? You'd be surprised. Most of us have dark past. Well, that I get. But I wouldn't say it was dark. I was basically just, when I moved to L.A., I, I didn't know the, you know, the area. Right. Know, so, but, and um, I just found it very difficult to find a job out here when I got here. And, and um, so I just started selling drugs. Okay. I got caught twice. Second time they sent me to prison. You know, I did like, I got sentenced to three years, but only did 18 months. Okay. But, um, but after that, I just vowed to myself that I wasn't going to allow them to take any more of my life. Good. And I haven't been back since. Now, when did comedy start then? Comedy started just soon after I got out of prison. Um, I want to say like maybe a year afterwards. Okay. I started in 90, 93. Okay. Yeah. I want to say like maybe two years. Yeah, because I think I got out like the, like the later part of the 90 or something. Um, but yeah, I started doing stand-up like in 93. You know, that was the Def Jam era. Right. You remember Def Jam? I do. Mm -hmm. How old were you when Def Jam was like 93, 90, 90, 94, somewhere like that? Well, let's see. I was born 81. Wow. So what, 13, 14? 80, baby. I was. Well, kind of. I don't really remember. I grew up in a very sheltered life. Mm -hmm. Like like you said, all of us comics have some fucking crazy demons. Yeah. Um, my parents wouldn't let me do anything because my dad thought if I did, I'd be a slut. <laughs> So Father's knows best. <laughs> I was like, um, I don't even, okay. So, um, yeah, so I watched a lot of TV and I was very into comedy because I thought, because, you know, there's so much tragedy in life that I was always the one that would make the most inappropriate jokes. Mm -hmm. I wasn't allowed to talk a lot because they're like, Joy's going to say something really bad. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, just, just shut up, Joy. So, yeah, like, I was into all of that. I loved seeing different people and how different people would make people laugh. Yeah. So you used to watch stand-up comedy then? All the time. Mm -hmm. It was my thing. You know what? I When I was younger, I remember Eddie Murphy and, like, the you know, Richard Pryor. Mm-hmm. And, you know, even watching, like, the Carol Burnett shows and all that stuff. I mean, I, I love, you know... The humor and you know, I knew it made me feel good. Yeah, you know I mean, and but I never really had a desire to do it until like '93. Okay. Because I didn't know anything about stand up. Really. Same. You know, I, I, I when I decided to do it, I asked a friend of mine who was a comedian. Well, this guy was actually a boyfriend of a girlfriend of mine. Hey, wait. A girlfriend, wait, how do you not describe this? <laughs> I don't know. Okay, my girlfriend had a girlfriend and her boyfriend was a comedian. Okay, okay. 
Okay, do you remember uh, Magnum P.I.? Vaguely. Okay, well, Magnum P.I. was Tom about, Selleck, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then it was a, uh, one of the characters on the show was the black guy. His name was T.C., but his son was doing stand-up. Okay. And um, so I knew him, and I asked him, like, what was it that I needed to do to get started on stage? Because I, I, I was watching this Def Jam stuff, and I was like, man, I can do that, you know? Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking he's getting ready to give me, like, this deep philosophy, <laughs> you know, about starting stand-up and, like, you know, I had to probably, like, go around the world or something to get this secret information. <laughs> right. <laughs> but he told me, just do it. I was like, what? That's it? You're like, are you a fucking Nike salesman? Yeah, like, like, that's what he said. Just do it. Just go on stage and do it. I was like, that's it? There's nothing else? And that's it. he just kept telling me that, 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 that was it. Just write your material and go up and do it. And um, I didn't really understand that. You know, uh -huh. I just thought he was just, just like not interested in telling me. But then um, as time went on, I was just like, well, maybe uh, I should just do what he says. Just write some material, three minute worth of material, and perform it somewhere. And uh, so I had a friend named Walter, Walter Jordan, God bless his soul, he passed away recently. Mm -hmm. And um, he and I and one other friend, we sat down and we just, we, all three of us came up with, you know, three, minute, three minutes of material. And uh, so we set a date to go on stage. And I can't remember the date, but I knew it was like the month of September. Mm -hmm. And uh, the exact date, I, I can't so um, I had a place set up. Those guys, I don't think they did, but I knew I was going to go through with it. And so I called the place up, talked to this guy. His name was Dre. D-Ray or Jure? Jure, what's his name? And he said, hey, man, come on down, you know? He's like, come on down. I'm going to give you three minutes. You know, you just do your thing. And I was like, all right, cool. Of course, I told him I haven't been up before. It was my first time. Uh -huh. And the name of the place was called the Golden Cell in, in El Segundo. Okay. And I went down there. I was nervous. I was so nervous. <laughs> but I knew I had to get through that, that set because I, I kind of psychologically hyped myself up to just get through my, my material. Right. And so... Um, and then keep in mind that this is a room full of black folks, okay? Okay, which is honestly, I performed in a couple black rooms and that's the most fun I've ever had. Yeah. But it was intense for me because after watching Def Jam and seeing them boo comics, yes. I knew that was a possibility. So, but I was, I was still there conscious, like subconsciously in the back of my head, telling myself no matter what happens to get through my set. There you go. And I get on stage, a guy called me up. I'm waiting in the wings. He called me up. <laughs> and I go up on stage, and I'm like literally shitting bricks at this point. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so terrified, man. But I get up there, and uh, I focused on my material. I started doing my material, no laughter. 
like, I just gotta get through this, you know. And then like midway through my set, I hear boo. Oh shit. Oh shit. <laughs> One boo. And then right after that was like a ripple effect. Crazy. It just it man, it magnified like it was it just seemed like it was a thousand people in there booing me when it was really like only like twenty to thirty people. Right. But man, that's all I kept hearing was that boo. It's just I was like, nah, I can't I can't go out like this. So in the back of my mind again I'm hearing this voice saying, Hey, just get them to be quiet. Get them to be quiet. And I was like, Hey, can you just can y'all just give me another chance? Let me just let me just say one more thing. Can y'all just keep it down? Just they started calming down, right? I was like, I was amazed by that because I got them to be quiet. Right. But I didn't have anything after that. I was like, oh, what the hell am I going to do? <laughs> but um, after they were quiet, I was like, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> and I walked off the stage. But you know what? That didn't stop me. You know? that, ever since then, I never looked back. Good for you. Yeah. No, I get it though, because when I started, I didn't know either. My husband Googled open mics, mm -hmm. and we did five five dollars five minutes mm -hmm. at the Ha Ha, and then I didn't do it again for two years because I didn't know open mics. I didn't know any of that. Yeah. And then finally, like people are like, "No, you got to do an open mic," and then somebody got me into a class. And that's how I was like, oh, oh, like, <laughs> this is how you do it. What class did you take? I took Tom Clark's class. Okay. He, I heard of Tom. Um, so I massaged Derek Mears, uh -huh. who is, um, he was Jason in the last Friday the 13th, uh -huh. and now he's Swamp Thing. Okay. And I go over to his house, and we just crack up and have so much fun. And he was like, Joy, you're really funny. You should do stand-up. Right. And I was like, I tried it once, like two years ago. Right. And he's like, I'm going to get you hooked up with my friend Tom. And the next day he called me and he's like, hey, you're in his class. And I was like, oh, oh shit, nice. okay. Yeah. And yeah, that's kind of how it started. But I did you don't know any of this. And also, like, I'm a mom, so I go home. I don't drink and party and stay out with all these little tiny kids who... Right. You know, and I also have a job and responsibilities, so I'd have to leave. And so you see all these other kids getting booked, and you're like, fuck. Yeah. And they're like, oh, well, we stayed and drank with them all night. And I'm like, well, shit, I can't, can't do that. Yeah, that, it, you got to be nocturnal. Yes. To stand up, I think. Which, I mean, I can, but also... I mean, in the beginning, you know? Yeah. And I mean, I get it. I feel that my journey is going to take a little longer than other people. Mm -hmm. Because it's going to take me longer to pay my dues. I mean, but when you say your journey, what is what is what is that though? It's like, well, are you are you in, like trying to achieve a goal or? I mean, I would like to not be considered an open micer. I see. I mean, this place is my favorite place in the world, oh, yeah, and right, to have right. my name up on the wall would be the biggest accomplishment. I mean, besides keeping my fucking kids alive. <laughs> Well, but, hopefully they don't run out of space. <laughs> right, no shit. There's so many good talent now. Yeah. God. Yeah. But, I mean, just to... 
I don't know, and I'm having fun doing it, so. Like, well, I do believe in, you know, if you speak it into existence, it will happen. Yes, know? I'm yeah. big into that now. Yeah. Oh yeah, you definitely gotta just believe it, because that's, you know, um, how I got into the, to the comedy store, I was recommended by a friend of mine named Freddie Soto. I love Freddie. Yeah, and uh, Freddie vouched for me uh, for Mincy. Yeah. I did a showcase for her. Didn't get past the first time, you know. But uh -huh. once you once you get a showcase, you're, you know, she'll keep bringing you back. You don't have to get referred by anyone else, you know. Right. So, one night, um, when she was doing her showcases, or she was about to do her showcases. I was standing in the back by the back door where the uh, lock guy and the, and the back door guy was, you know. And so I'm talking to these, I can't remember who they were, but I'm talking to them and I'm like, hey, you know what? I'm going to go in there and ask Mitzi if I can showcase for her tonight. Fuck yeah. Yeah, and, but these guys were like, no, <laughs> don't do that. She doesn't like it when people come up to her during her showcases. And I was like, I'm not going to listen to that. And I went in, in the room where she was sitting in her chair, uh -huh. right by the door there. Yep. And um, I kneeled down into her right ear and I said, hey, Minty, I said, if you have a fallout tonight, can I showcase for you? And she turned and looked at me and she said, yes. Fuck yeah. And I was like, oh my God, man, you just don't know the, the feeling I got by that. I that can't imagine. Man. Oh, it was, it was awesome. And I went out with a huge smile on my face and I told those guys, I said, she's going to showcase me. And sure enough, just after I said that, uh, the cover group guy came out and said, Mitzi wants you to go up. Hell yeah. And I was like, man, that was the best feeling in, in my whole career, you know? Uh-huh. Even to this day. You know? And, um... I went up and I showcased and I did great and she passed me. Fuck yeah. yeah. That is one thing that makes me sad is Mitzi will never get to see me. Like she'll, I'll never know if I was good enough for her and that sucks because yeah. she's kind of my hero. Yeah, yeah, she's a big hero of mine as well. And that's why I still come to the comedy store to this day because, you know, I really appreciate her giving me that opportunity. Right. And, um, it's uh, she's she was starting to develop me as well, you know, but it, for some reason, man, it was like it's when Tommy came. Oh gosh. Were you here when he was here? I was not, but I know of him. Mm -hmm. I'm ridiculous when it comes to the history of this place. Yeah, Tommy just he just brought. Your darkness. I thought I brought darkness. No, no, just <laughs> But you know, when he came, it's just it seems like he had an agenda to to like just move people out. Okay. You know, and make this place, uh, you know, his own place or some sort. I guess I don't know, but but he wasn't booking me because he he became a talent coordinator. Yeah. Of course, but he started. I think he was. You know, telling Mitzi things about me. Like one time, I remember Brian Holtzman coming and grabbing me. He was just like, "Hey, man, I talked to Mitzi and she said something. 
said that somebody said something really bad about you or something like that. And I was like, well, I don't know why. You know what I mean? Because uh-huh. I always have crazy respect for this place. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. And I wouldn't do anything to jeopardize, you know, the integrity of this club. You know? Right. But, um, and I had a feeling it was Tommy. Tommy just putting stuff into her head, you know. About me and probably other comics as well. But I, I just knew he had something against me for what reason, I don't know. But So he just stopped booking me altogether. And, um, but I told him one night, I said, hey man, I know you're, you're a behind, behind me not performing here. I know that, and I swear if I find out that you had something to do with it, he goes, what or what? What are you going to do? I was like, I didn't want to do anything, but I bet I'll find out you had something to do with it. And I remember saying something to him, too, man. I was like, you know what? I'm going to be here longer than you, so I'm not even going to worry. It's just a matter of time. Right. But I didn't know it was going to take eight years. God damn. <laughs> <laughs> Lord have mercy. Yep, the gatekeepers change. You know, when I found out that he was gone, the day I walked in and somebody was like, Tommy got fired. I must have let out this yell. <laughs> oh my God, it must have been, it must have been locked up inside of me, man, for so long. But for eight years. It was like somebody just opened the door <laughs> and I just, just like, yeah. <laughs> it was a sense of relief. Right. But after he left, man, this place has really, really, really come alive. Isn't it crazy? It is. I love seeing it, though. I do, too. I mean, except when I'm signing up for potluck and there's 200 other fucking oh people. gosh. I can't imagine. You know what? We didn't have to go through that. Yeah. There's a lot less people, man. There's so many. And then during January, January, February, kind of maybe March, you get all these people who are like, I'm going to try stand-up for my New Year's resolution. Because mm-hmm. I can tell you January and February, I don't recognize half the people. And I'm here all of the time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, I used to say everybody named Mama was doing stand-up. And that was everybody named Mama and their Grandmama. Yes. And their nieces and nephews. Now open mics are just, oh, yeah. I mean, but Are I do. Are you serious? Two hundred people out here? Oh, there's a yeah. Same with Kill Tony. Everybody signs up for Kill Tony, and the amount of names in that bucket is ridiculous. Well, how many people are they putting up on on uh, open mic? On potluck, it's sixteen. Sixteen, okay, yeah, it used to be fifteen. Well, oh, they added one more. Yes, and always the number one spot is the weird name. <laughs> it's always just this odd, like doodly Dan, and you're like, what the fuck? <laughs> the first time I got up, I was second. I was like, okay, I could see Joy being a weird name. Cool, mm-hmm. I'll take it. Like, do you see any type of politics going on with the open mic list? Like, um, do you see the same comics getting up all the time? Well, it was happening. A lot of the same comics were getting up, and then Adam kind of put a like kibosh on that. I see. And now it's very different. 
But it was for the yeah, for like three or four months. You're like, oh my god, that dude again. Wow. And I mean, I get it when like Adam's like, that guy's funny. I want to, you know, before he puts him in development. But yeah, there were some people you're like, dude, this guy's not gonna go anywhere. Wow, I used to be able to get up every week here with an open mic. I didn't tell. No you. problem. And, well, I mean, I work in the kitchen, so I'm not really friends and family. Mm -hmm. But sometimes the door guys will throw me up for friends and family, so okay. that's cool. Yeah, that's good. I'm like, I got chicken tenders, <laughs> pretzel, <laughs> french fries. You know, the Laugh Factory used to go and do uh, open mic down there. Um, we would go sign up on Tuesdays. Yep. I think they would open the door at, I want to say... Six o'clock, they will open the door to take the names. Yeah. But it was the first fifteen people. Yeah. And I used to always be first, and people would get upset with me. They would be so mad at me because I would get. I didn't. I didn't have a job. You know, I was just uh -huh. go hang out at the store. But I would. We could get there like at five thirty. You know what I mean? Now you have to get there at like two. Exactly. But I remember when that started happening. Yeah. Because I, people would try to get there before me, so they would get there at like four o'clock. <laughs> and I'm like, hey man, what time do you get here? They'd be like, I got here at four o'clock. I'm like, all right, I'm gonna get here tomorrow at 3.59. <laughs> no, I haven't done the Laugh Factory open mic because on Tuesdays my last massage is at two, mm -hmm. and I live like 40 minutes away. Oh. So one of these days, I'm going to have to cancel some massages and fucking get up. You know, there. they used to camp out overnight over there. They camp out till at like 2, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah. And I haven't, I need to do the improv, too. I haven't done the improv, and I've heard Rita's there a lot now, yeah. so. Yeah, Rita's, uh, yeah, we all old school, man. Rita's been here for quite some time. Mm-hmm. I used to have uh, my son do stand-up, actually. Oh, yeah? Mm -hmm. My nine-year-old wants to do stand-up so bad. That's exactly when I started my son at nine. Yep, I took him to open mics during summer vacation. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the first one I took him to, this open micer named Nick Country gets on and starts talking about having a pussy tree. Mm -hmm. And his neighbors are picking pussy and the neighbors' wives are getting mad because he's giving them pussy. And okay. I'm like, oh, fuck me. <laughs> and my eight, well, he was eight then. He looked at me and he goes, mom. And I was like, oh God, what, what are you gonna say? And he's like, this guy isn't stable. And I was like, nope, no, he's not. <laughs> mm -hmm. But, yeah. Yeah, yeah when, I, when my son was doing stand-up, he, um, you know, he was at the improv a lot, and Rita was there, but she was, she was more of a, what was she doing? Was she a manager then? Is she, I think she still was a manager. Okay. And, um, yeah, so she like, she knew my son, and she kind of groomed him too, you know? Right. Stage time. And, um, but he, uh, yeah, he kind of fell off later. How old is he now? Okay. 34. I just found out my oldest is 35. Jeez. <laughs> you just found out. Oh, gosh. Yeah, I'm getting up there. Me too. I'm 38. <laughs> well, you know what? Those are good years, man. It's good years, but it's... You see these tiny young comics and you're like, fuck, what am I doing? But like, you, it, But you know what, though? 
it's good, but at the same time, the economy is fucked. Yeah. But also, like, getting on stage, and they're talking about getting high and Lyft and Uber, and I'm like, I'm married with kids. <laughs> like, let me tell you my story. <laughs> and they're all, you're really married with kids? I'm like, yeah, and I have a real job, and... <laughs> right. All that stuff. So, I mean, you, you do have, like, a point of view about your life, though, right? I do. Yeah. I mean, three boys. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Wow, three boys. Three boys. Yeah. How old are your kids? 19, almost 14, fuck, and mm. nine. Mm. Man, the high school years. Yeah, that's so funny. The high school just left a voicemail before you got here. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, shit. Because he starts high school in August. He's in eighth grade right now. I'm like, shit. And the oldest, he's already out of high school, so. When I had my son, before I started him to stand up, he came from Harlem, New York. And he was uh, he was pretty rough around the edges. Uh-huh. You know, growing up in Harlem, you know, you, you, you kind of mature a little faster. You know, right. Than the average <laughs> kid, I guess. But, um. So I got him out here. He was just, uh, you know, one of them. Well, it was different because here it was kind of laid back. You know what I mean? I guess the school I put him in was like pretty much like all white kids. You know, mm -hmm. they they never encountered anyone from Harlem. Right. So I figured he would kind of like adjust, maybe eventually, but. I mean, I got a call one day and he peed on a student. <gasps> How old was he? He was about eight, eight or nine. I haven't started him in stand-up yet at this point. Okay, okay. Out, so he's about eight. And so I get down to the school and, you know, they were looking at me like I'm weird and shit. Like I'm <laughs> teaching this stuff. I'm like, please understand, my son just came from Harlem, so <laughs> their behavior is a little rugged. You know what I mean? Right. They're these kids here. So, and then, I, you know, of course, I asked my son, like, you know, why would you do something like that? And my son said, well, they dared me to do it. Oh, and I go, well, you, you got to do it. You have to do it. They dared you to do it. They're like, all right, R. Kelly, I get your point. <laughs> you're there. But, of course, like, when you're in elementary school and these kids put that peer pressure on you, you know, you got you to gotta do it or something. Tease you the rest of your life. Right. But, um, so, you know, but then I figure I, I get him into stand up and hopefully that'll, you know, kind of change his way of thinking, which it did. You know, he was, he was a good kid. Man. <laughs> so, he was doing pretty well. You know, he had a, he, he, he had a, like a commercial that was running. Nice. A national commercial. He was, if you ever seen the Run DMC Santa Baby uh, Santa Baby video that uh -huh. come up every Christmas? Yep. He's the kid in that one. Oh That's shit! Been running forever. And, yes, it has. And um, what else? Uh, you you know that one? With I Snoop do. Dogg and all I there? do. Yep, he's in that one. And um, yeah, so he had a good agency, you know, but he fell off. You know, he joined a gang. Mm. It was just. Uh, at that time, though, by the time he joined the game, he was back with his mother. 
Shemot I could get involved because he was making it very complicated to kind of juggle his career and mine. So right. I figured I'd let his mom do it, but So, but anyway, you know, he eventually got into some deeper trouble. And, uh, he robbed a bridal store. Oh, shit. His friends. Oh, hey, man, that's not how you get married. Right? <laughs> I don't know. Those fucking wedding dresses are expensive. <laughs> I got married in a Clarence prom dress. What? Really? Yep. I do not... I'm okay on stage, but like planning a wedding freaked me out. So we went to Vegas and I was like, I want to get married in red. And I, wow. went, I went to JCPenney's and there was a red prom dress on Clarence. And I was like, fucking A, that's where it is. That's, that's different. I like Super that. white trash. I was like, let's do it. In a red prom dress. Yep. Cool. And you got the pictures to prove it. The pictures will never be seen. What? <laughs> so the late, okay, so we just went. And so the photographer and the other lady were supposed to be our witnesses. Mm -hmm. And she asked me what song I wanted to walk down the aisle to. And I was like, I'm not walking down the aisle to empty chairs. I'm like, <laughs> can I just stand by him? And she got so mad that when she took the picture, she angled it where the priest's head looks like he's coming out of John's shoulder. <laughs> and he's like this old trolley looking priest and it really looks like John has two heads and I was like well these are never going to be shown <laughs> he was drunk off of his ass oh he was wow. so drunk how long have you been married? Uh, 13 years in June okay nice yep is that the longest relationship you've ever had? yes yeah yep that's awesome it's been a long yeah. well I've been to get we've been together 15 years because right. you know we have a 14 year old so mm -hmm. <laughs> kind of went out of order and um yeah my 19 year old is his from a previous marriage but he's mine now so I claim him and but I've known him my whole life because right. his mom and my mom are best friends awesome so it's very weird I've been married well 26 years but not legally married okay yeah we may not legally be married yeah I don't I don't I don't think they is well, um, the witnesses also got mad at us and didn't sign the marriage license. What? So I didn't the know hell? this, but the drunk pastor called John at like midnight. And he's like, I got to turn this in or you guys aren't married. What? Who do you want your witnesses to be? And John said his parents and his, they're the same signature. It's the shaky, scrawly, trying to be sober. Yeah. And his mom's name is spelled wrong. And they were here watching our kids, so. <laughs> oh, you forged the names? The he forged them. Oh my gosh. I was like, oh, John, he's like, I don't think we're married. He's like, I don't fucking, he's like, put this in the back of the closet and we won't talk about it. <laughs> like, okay. Oh my gosh. I'm like, when I get rich and famous, I'm fucking leaving you. And he's oh. like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Fight this in court. <laughs> No, man, my, my parents were married for uh, maybe a year or two, I guess, uh -huh. when I was an uh, infant, uh -huh. but they got divorced. 
And my dad would come around, I, and I really appreciate my dad to this day for just you know hanging in there and dealing with my mother's bullshit. <laughs> you know, yeah, she, you know, she put on child support and all that crazy stuff. But he, he stuck through it. You know, he has three kids, me and my two other sisters, and um, it, I can imagine how you know how a living hell my mom must have made his life. You know, because he got remarried and everything. So, but as a child, you don't really understand why your parent is not there. Uh -huh. But I, I tip my hat off to him. But so, but with that being said, me personally, I don't think I need a piece of paper to dictate who I should love. No, I tell people, I mean, it's a joke that I say on stage, but it's, it's true. I'm like, I married my husband for the American dream insurance. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. I'm able to go do this and I massage and John works a real big boy job and yeah. I don't. I fuck around and I'm like, ah, and I have insurance. So, oh, nice. yeah. And plus, it was really weird not having the same last name as my kids. Yeah. Like when you're Joy Simpson and then the kids are Barnett, it's very weird. So getting married and now all of us have the same, I kind of like having the same last name as my kids. Yeah. But other than that, I don't give a fuck. I'm like, eh, whatever. I mean, I'm gonna stay with them. I'm around open micers, so it's not like I'd ever wanna have sex with any of those guys, so. <laughs> That's funny. I'm like, ooh. You're an open micer, ugh. Yeah, I'm like, ugh. Step your game up. <laughs> 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 How many masturbation jokes do you have? Oh, my God. Right. You know, I've been watching comics lately, and um, I saw most comics will start off with the with the word "I." You know, like I did this or I was. I was like, why do comics always start off with "I"? I did this today, or I feel, or you know what I mean? Uh huh. So I want to just kind of like try to get away from that. I don't know if I do it, but I definitely don't want to do it. Okay. But I mean, at least not start off like that. Right. Yeah. If that makes any sense. No, it does. That's just me being observant. No, I get it. I can't stand the kissing sound. The. Oh yeah. When they, it drives me insane. Or when you hear a comic go. Um, uh huh. Um, and then they <laughs> like stop kissing. <laughs> that is one I'm very cognizant about. I'm like, don't kiss. Just yeah. yeah, I've been I've been hanging out at a couple of mics. Like uh, I hang out at Flashback. Where's that? At? That's on Melrose. Okay. And um, so I get to see like these comics come through, and some are great. Some got some really good writers, man. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, it, it, you know, for me, it's like I can see all the mistakes they make. Yeah. You know, and I try to encourage them. You know, sometimes, you know, you try to tell a comic something. Well, these new comics, they think either you're heckling them or oh, that's you're dumb. To sabotage their show, or I don't know. I love it when the comedians are like, "Try this." I'm like, "Fucking a, okay." Especially at a mic. Yeah, because it's a mic. Who cares? Exactly. It's not like you're working on your your mic special. Exactly. <laughs> your open mic. Your special. open mic Netflix special. 
That might be a thing. It could be. I could see <laughs> that happening, actually. <laughs> Netflix is running out of ideas. Right. They just stole it. You're welcome, Netflix. <laughs> All right. Is there anything you want to promote? Uh, yeah, just holler at your boy on Instagram. There you go. Yorsi, at Yorsi Thomas. Uh, pretty simple. Y-O-U-R-S-I-E-T-H-O-M-A-S. And uh, I can always use a good friend or two. Um, you know, I'm constantly trying to stay busy, you know. Just, mm -hmm. I love doing stand-up. And, you know, it's pretty much the bread and butter right now. So I have a show coming up in Inglewood. Um, I actually don't know the full details of this one. But this is, this is tomorrow. When is this going to air? This will be three Mondays from now. Oh. So let's cut all that out. All of right. Um, I am going to be in Minneapolis March 26, okay. 27, 28. Uh, I'm going to be doing a lot of local shows in the area. Um, in the following week, I'm going to go to Fargo. Fargo. Yeah. I, A. <laughs> is that North Dakota? South Dakota? I think it's, yeah. Which one? I think it's, I don't know. Shit, I don't know either. <laughs> Ask me a biology uh, question, I can tell you that. Oh, okay, so you're good at science? I am. So you did all the dissecting of the animals and I did. They didn't gross you out? No. Oh. I did a cat. Oh! And they left the cat. Um, they shave it except for its pawpaws and its tail and its head. And I was like, fuck, can't you just shave the... <sighs> I'm like, ah. No, I did it all. Yeah, the frogs. The, cat open. the fetal pig. Uh, um, God, I have the stomach <laughs> In fact, not my class, North Dakota, Fargo, North Dakota. My North class... Um, it wasn't my class, it was a class before. Because when they do the fetal pig, they inject the veins and the arteries with red and blue so you can see it, right? Uh -huh. And one of the pigs, it's bust open, so there was blood all in it. Uh -huh. <laughs> so the teacher's like, go wash it out. And they went, and I guess the, <laughs> the faucet stream hit the pig's vocal cords and it started squealing. Wow. And it was dead, oh and like the whole class ran out because they thought the pig was alive. Oh my gosh. Oh, fucking community college right there. That was community college? That was community college. Oh, Jesus. In Lubbock, okay. Texas. Hmm. I don't have the stomach for that. Oh, man. it's amazing. I want to do a person. Oh. What the hell? I mean, uh, dead. Well, yeah, I mean, that's what those guys do in autopsies. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, how do you feel? I feel excellent. Perfect. And I appreciate this session. It's no, you're awesome. welcome. Okay, I'm going to go tell him to turn the video off. Okay. Take your. All right, that was my episode with Yorsi. God damn. Thomas, I hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, please like, click, subscribe, comment. Send me an email at joyshappyendings at gmail.com. Once again, thank you, Care by Design. Have a good week, guys.